0: Good morning. This is Sunday Ozarks at Large. I'm Kyle Kellums and with me in the studio once again, Haim Goodman-Strauss. Good morning, Kyle. Good morning, Haim. He is a math professor at the University of Arkansas. And on the phone once again with us from Williams College, Mr. Ed Berger. Morning. Good morning. Um, I'm
1: surprised you had me back after last week. Well,
0: <laughs> you left us with uh, a, a bit of, uh, of a puzzle. That's a mathematical a- cliffhanger. Yes, that involved clothes.
1: That's right. The, the challenge was, if, if you remember, to take a, um, some length of rope, like four feet or five feet of rope, tie a one end of the rope snugly around one ankle and the other end of the rope snugly around the other ankle, so you form a half-human, half-rope closed loop. And then the challenge was, is it possible to take off your pants, turn them inside out, and then put them back on so they're now totally inside out without ever cutting the rope?
0: Hmm. I think it's definitely possible to take them off.
1: Yes. Oh, excellent. <laughs> well, actually, that's the first step. So, yes. so that is, see, that's a fantastic, you used the life lesson from last week, which was to, to do something simple.
0: That's right. So you, you, you have the pants off.
1: The pants are off. And so, the, first of all, let me just say, to avoid any more suspense, it is possible to do this. Okay. Even though it might seem impossible at first, if you think about it, it is, and in fact, it's easier to do it. And you're absolutely right. You first will take your pants off and then you, you need to perform some kind of trick, and I'll, and I'll give you a hint. What you should do is you should put, for example, your left arm through <laughs> the left pant leg. Oh, well. And have it go all the way through, and it's okay. Everything is fine. You okay. know. It's, all, it's all wholesome. And now reach out and grab the cuff of the right pant leg, and now hold on to that real tight, and now pull it through. The left pant leg. Oh pant legs. And, and the rope actually will be unaffected by this. This is an unaffected change. The rope oh. won't change. And if you pull it out and do it, you'll be almost there, and then you have one more step, which I'll let you figure out, and then you can actually show that you can do this.
2: So essentially you're, are you just, you're turning the pants inside
0: out on the rope, in effect.
1: Exactly. Oh. Uh, yeah, the, the rope is going through the process, and you never actually have to pierce it.
0: This sounds like a great bar bet. Uh,
1: yeah. It is, uh, but only at certain bars. Well, of course, yes. That's yes. Right. yes, but this is a family show. So. Now,
0: there is a picture of you in action in, in your book, The Heart of Mathematics. Which, uh. which
1: demonstrates that I have no pride <laughs> at all.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just before we went on, you mentioned that you and Mike Starbird have written a new version of this book uh, for a more general audience called Coincidences, Chaos, and All That Math Jazz by, uh, coming out from W.W. W. Norton & Company?
1: Yeah, they published. There's a, there's a hardcover version that came out last year, and the softcover version just came out, paperback version, and that's available in bookstores or Amazon. And that's a much smaller version of, uh, of these great ideas of math that also reflect uh, wonderful life lessons that you can use. And, and and by the way, there's a full illustrated version of the solution to this in that book.
2: Oh, that's okay. really terrific. Great. Well, I wanted to ask you about your new textbook uh, as well, Extending the Frontiers of Mathematics, which is like geared towards there's always a transition between um, teaching sort of a mechanical, algorithmic, rote kind of a mathematics and sort of proof and thinking things through and kind of a more creative kind of mathematics, I think, and uh, I guess this book is meant to fill that, to make that transition?
1: Exactly, and also to, to make that transition be an active experience for the, for the student. And, you're, and, you know, when we think about what research mathematicians, I and mean, what Kime's co- doing, what I'm doing, uh, we're trying to actually move the frontiers of our understanding of mathematics forward. Most people think that once you get to calculus, that's the end of math, and, of course, the truth is that math is an ever-growing orb of ideas. Mm-hmm. And, in fact, what we understand is, is literally almost zero of all that's, that's out there that's possible. And so what we're trying to do is to move this orb outward. And this is the place in the curriculum where, where students begin to experience the creativity involved in finding their own voice in proving theorems, giving the justification why mathematical statements are really true.
2: I couldn't help it. Uh, notice that the first chapter is all about puzzles.
1: Yeah, I thought you would like that, exactly. Because the truth is that this uh, venture or adventure is really a fun, joyful one. And so I opened with a whole bunch of uh, challenging but fun puzzles which begin to sharpen one's mind to look for patterns and to figure out how to devise arguments.
2: And really, you know, that's what we do professionally as research mathematicians is just solve Puzzles, right?
1: Absolutely. That's now, of a, course, the ones that you that you solve and, and some of the ones that I solve are so cryptic that you know no one else except you know our friends in the area can understand them. <laughs> that's but true. they're still puzzles.
2: Yeah. So uh, one thing about this book is it's really quite uh, short in terms of the number of pages for a full semester course. It's a little daunting. It has a sort of un- unusual teaching method, which um, both of us sort of were raised within. Can, can you describe that?
1: Sure, absolutely. I mean, the, the book is only about 170 pages, and really uh, you cannot use the whole book for a semester course. You can only use about half of it for a semester course. There's too much stuff so in here. To so it's be very very different. And the reason why it's so short is because, in fact, um, there, there are no explanations. So it's perfect because there, I don't have to worry about explaining anything. Instead, each of the modules open with a, a little narrative description describing the the world of mathematics that'll be explored in this module. And then slowly there are challenges, little challenges that are offered to the reader. And they're bite sized challenges. So you can actually, you know, perform this challenge and that will lead you into the next one. And slowly the the reader actually builds up the the material and the subject for him or herself. And and this really is a a method that in the mathematical circles at least in recent times, is known as the Moore Method. That's named after um, R.L. Moore, who was a famous mathematics professor um, from the University of Texas at Austin, and he actually taught all his classes in this discovery, inquiry-based learning approach. This is an approach where, in fact, the students have no uh, a regular textbook, a traditional textbook where there's explanation and proofs, but instead are given a list, almost like a laundry list, of things that need to be done, a to-do list, if you will, and then the students slowly work through that. And Moore would actually teach his course in this manner, where students would come into the classroom, and he would ask, you know, what students have have done, you know, theorem 2.7, and uh, and really the traditional class was that if some people hadn't even done it, they would actually leave the room, right, and right. then only the people that actually had a proof would then be there, and then one person would be selected to, to show their their argument, and then it would be discussed, and then this other student would come back, and the idea Moore had was that everyone should be his or her own discoverer for every idea. And that's certainly a very extreme stance, but it also was quite effective in that he generated lots of uh, mathematicians that went on to prove very, very important results and make important contributions.
0: The books are The Heart of Mathematics, also Coincidence, Chaos, and All That Math Jazz, Making Light of Weighty Ideas, and Extending the Frontiers of Mathematics, Inquiries into Proof and Argumentation, Amazon.com, your favorite bookstore. Thank you very much, Ed. Thank you.